excited to be in a new series and launch a new series this week. And many individuals want a fresh start at the beginning of the year, right? We want a fresh start. We desire newness and anticipate new opportunities that a fresh start brings. A lot like fresh air, we desire something different something fresh, something new. And throughout this series, we're going to see how the gospel renews and revives. The gospel provides us an opportunity to take a deep breath, to breathe fresh air. What is a breath of fresh air? Someone or something that is new and different and makes everything seem more exciting, right? Something that is new, Something that is different and something that, makes, something that makes everything seem more exciting. When you think about it, the gospel is exciting. It is the one place where love is boundless and unconditional. Where prodigals come home, healing takes place, God's faithfulness is revealed. The gospel renews and revives as we read stories of individuals like you and I. Encounter God and his redemptive grace. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about what excitement looks like, and I don't know if you've ever seen the group Dude Perfect, but in case you haven't, I got a trailer to explain a little bit more of what they do. If you want to play that video. We're Dude Perfect. Let's have some fun. We witnessed a miracle. This is exciting for all of us. Dude Perfect. We've got a brand new, never-before-seen, exclusive trick shot just for you guys. What an accomplishment! So it's this group, in case you know, they're Christians. They, they went to, it's these four guys who went to Texas A&M, and, and they got together, and they started out in their backyard doing trick shots. And uh, they just continue to kind of build. And now, if you go on YouTube and if you have any kind of kids, grandchildren, they probably have seen Do Perfect in some way, but they actually have a tour. And they go around and do different games and, and, and trick shots. But here's one thing that they're really good at. They're really good at getting excited. Now, I don't know about you if you've ever attempted a trick shot or anything like that, but for me at least, it never happens on the first try. Like it takes multiple attempts to do something like that. So you can imagine my excitement when something finally goes in, right? Or something finally goes the way it should. But I want you to see their excitement in this next video. Look, that's the power that the gospel has. It leaves us excited. And, and there are twins on there. There's a couple of twins. They always have this saying, says, let's go, right? They're always excited because of, because of what they do. But what if we could be excited like that? 
And over the next three weeks, we hope to challenge us as a church to participate in the fresh air that the gospel is. But also encourage us to breathe a breath of fresh air to those around us. We will look at fresh air and doing what is good and and, and the excitement it brings. And Pastor Mark is going to preach next week about opportunities the gospel presents to love differently. And then we're going to come back on the final week about how fresh air brings us together. But I'm thinking about the video. What if the renewing and reviving that the gospel wants to do in our lives left us feeling that excited? It left us feeling that excited. Paul in Titus chapter 3 talks about some fresh air when he writes his letter to Titus to remind him that, excuse me, the Ryan, that he and we have been saved in order to do what is good. We have been given an opportunity for something different and something exciting, and we have been given the opportunity to experience a breath of fresh air as the body of believers. So if you have your Bibles, or it'll be on the screen, we're going to read Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 this morning. It reads like this. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he, what, poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. I want you to stress these things so that those who have have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. I love that last part. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. But I want to focus on verses 1 through 3 for a moment. Why is fresh air important? Why is fresh air important? And this is what it said. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable, uh, peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle towards everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating each other. It doesn't take long to understand the importance and need for fresh air. We see the world on most days is filled with what? It's filled with hate. It's filled with uh, 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 malice and envy. It, It can slander one another. And at times it is less considerate and lacks the opposite of peace, right? It It just does. See, in a world consumed by so much pollution, the gospel breathes for us fresh air, something different and something exciting. The gospel offers an alternative to the norm, right? It offers something different to the hate and malice and envy. It offers a freshness, a renewal and revival like Paul is doing in this passage. The gospel reminds us of what is good. He says in verse one, what? Remind the people. Then he skips down and says to be ready and do whatever is good, to be peaceful, considerate, and always be gentle. Here's a point that I want us to know this morning. Right? Here's a point that if you need to write it down, do whatever you got to do, but I want us to know it. The gospel is the difference we need when we are needing something different. 
Think about that. The gospel is the difference we need when we are needing something different. I remember when I was in high school, I grew up in the church. I knew the ins and outs of the church. I attended it. I knew where to sit. I knew the people that were going to be there. And I knew, right, how to come to church. I knew all about church, but I didn't always live the same way that I should have. Instead, I lived a life a lot like Paul is describing here, a life that was caught up in my own pleasures and desires, a life that was for me and about me. And I want to be clear, my life isn't perfect, but growing up, it wasn't bad either, right? I didn't have a a bad life, but it wasn't perfect. Uh, And I had experienced things in life that some some of you have experienced, and I've experienced things in life that maybe only a small percentage of people have experienced. But we all have experienced life in different ways. But when I grew up in, in the church, I went to church camp my senior year of high school. And I'll never forget just being in a place in life where I caught myself saying, if this is it, if this is what Christianity is, I don't understand it. If this is life and what everything is about, I don't get it. And the m- place that I realized I was at the most was a place where I needed something different. I was, I was needing something different. As I look back, I see that the more I was able to center myself around God and godly people and around the gospel, the more I experienced the difference that those things made in my life. I was able to experience the difference I needed when I was needing something different. I found that through God. I found that through the gospel. I found that in the power that the gospel has to renew and revive. Why? Because it leads us to God and who he is. It leads us to a better understanding Understanding of who we are, and it will never fail to be the difference we need when we're needing something different. See, fresh air and the gospel have the power to renew and revive because they benefit our lives. I'm not sure if you knew this, but fresh air has a lot of benefits. I was curious about the benefits of fresh air, so I looked up and I found uh, from St. Mary's Health, they shared this. Fresh air not only cleans your lungs, it can also boost your mood lower your heart rate, increase energy levels, and even improve digestion. No matter where you go, it's gratifying just to know that the second you step out the door, you can reap fresh air's rewards. See, spending 30 minutes sitting in the sun on your back porch will earn you a full day of vitamin D. I don't know if you knew that or not, uh, but it, it has some benefits. Fresh air brings benefits to us. We need it. It's important. And I've never read the gospel either. And not had my mood change or my energy levels affected. The benefits of the gospel affects us more than just spiritually, but physically and emotionally. The gospel has power to renew and revive. Paul reminds the people when writing to Titus of the power that the gospel brings. He says, at one time you were this way. But starting in verse 4, he shared with us the benefits that the gospel brings. He says this. And I want to focus on this passage for us. But when the kindness and love of of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Why did he save us? It wasn't because of the righteous things we had done, but it was because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that... Having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. 
These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Think about the power and benefits that this passage alone just ignited for us. Look at the verses for a moment. Verse 5, he saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. Talk about a breath of fresh air for you and I. Talk about that for just a minute. Think about that. God came and breathed fresh air on us, not because of what we have done, but because of his mercy, his love and grace. We know them typically based on conditions or things that we have done, yet God, because of his mercy, renews us through the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is poured out generously on us. Imagine the pouring that is taking place. Paul doesn't say the Holy Spirit is poured out. He's not saying, here's a little bit. He's not saying you get some. He's not saying, here, make sure that you have a little bit. He's saying that it is poured out generously because of this. You and I are offered an opportunity to be justified by grace. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. The gospel is the difference we need when we're needing something different. God desires for you and I to experience that difference, to experience the benefits of what he generously gives us. I guess what I'm trying to say this morning is this. God doesn't just crack a window. He opens it all the way, right? God doesn't just crack a window so that you can have a little bit. He opens it up all the way so that we can experience something fresh, something different, and something new. Not only is the gospel the difference for us, not only does it benefit us, but it calls us to do the same. As the gospel revives and renews, as it brings fresh air into our lives, it calls us to do the same for others. There's a quote by Florence Nightingale that I want to read, and I found, and if you don't know who she is or who she was, she was the lady, uh, she was known as the lady with the lamp. Uh, the lady with the lamp. In the 1850s, there uh, was not a lot of female nurses at the time, and Nightingale being a woman of a wealthy home, It was custom to marry and continue her status as a wife, but she felt a calling to be a nurse. She felt a calling to go and study. And when war broke out, the hospitals were filled with soldiers and patients. And they wrote to Miss Nightingale to gather a team to help. So she quickly gathered 34 others to go and help. So they sailed away. And and once arriving, they saw the conditions of the hospital and they weren't good. It was not sanitary. The food was not healthy. The linens were gross. She immediately began to go to work. And through her efforts, she reduced the hospital death rate by two-thirds. Then in 1860s, she went on to establish St. Thomas Hospital and Nightingale Nursing School. And throughout the U.S. Civil War, even, she was frequently consulted about how to best manage field hospitals. This is the part that stood out to me, though. During the war in 1854, she would walk the halls with her lamp and minister. I want you to minister and care for each individual in her care, which is why she was called or known as the woman with the lamp. But here's a quote she said about fresh air. See, Miss Florence Nightingale knew the benefits of fresh air long before any scientific study. She said this, It is the unqualified result of all my experience with the sick. That second only to their need for fresh air is their need for light. See, Florence Nightingale knew the difference and benefits of fresh air. She also knew the need for light. I think what, that is what Paul is saying in verse 8 when he says, So that those who have trusted in God may be careful to 
devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. As we embrace the new year and we experience New Year's resolutions, uh, what if we made it a goal to be a breath of fresh air? To be excited, right, about what the power in the gospel can do. What if we, uh, were devote, we devoted ourselves to doing what is good, doing what is right. We embrace the need for fresh air and to be fresh air in all that we do. See, the world needs something different and something new. What if you and I were called to embrace what that looks like, to embrace the fresh air and light the world needs when it's needing something different? Here's the catch, though. Fresh air isn't embraced because of obligation and duty. We don't breathe fresh air because we're obligated to. We don't breathe fresh air because it's our duty to do it. See, being a breath of fresh air isn't an obligation. We're driven by it. We are driven for fresh air and driven for light. Here's a quote from a commentary I read, and it talks about uh, the gospel. It says, as we read about Christ's life, we don't see a man bound by obligation or duty. We see a man driven by divine love, mercy, and compassion for those who have been blinded by their own misunderstanding of the word of God. Those who were held captive to their own and other sin and who are suffering the effects of living in a fallen world. We see a gospel from a man driven by divine love, mercy, and compassion for a fallen world because of sin. Jesus looked at the world and saw a need for fresh air. His coming, his birth, his life was not out of obligation. See, it was breathed out of mercy and compassion. The challenge that we have today is what if we breathe fresh air on those around us? Not because we have to, but because we are driven by mercy and compassion. What if, like Jesus in Florence Nightingale, we carried with us a light and fresh air? See, we can be the difference the world needs when the world is needing something different. As we close this morning, you know what fresh air brings? It brings excitement. It brings excitement. Like the Dude Perfect video, what if this year we embraced opportunities to celebrate and be excited? We embrace the possibilities that come from embracing fresh air. The gospel, the more that we dive into it, the more that we encounter it, the more that we allow it and, and the spirit to lead us, the more we receive this breath of fresh air. Right? It has the power to renew and revive. Guys, the world is polluted. The world's polluted. And we can come up with a lot of New Year goals and all these different things, but the greatest one that I think that we're all called to do because we've encountered it and because we've experienced it, because we're driven by it, is to be a breath of fresh air to those around us, right? To be the church, right? To be the church to those around us. 